Welcome to episode number 196 of the Tall Lake Talk podcast. This is Casey. And this is Chris. And we've got a lot of news to get to today. So before we get into it, Chris, what are you what are you geeking out on? I've I've just been reading, you know, I'm continuing my read of Into the Dark. I've been reading uh, DC Infinite Frontier and that's about it, man. Just sticking with the same stuff, trying to get, you know, getting stuff done. Yeah, I'm I'm glad that you're making your way through it. It is a fun book. Um, if you guys haven't checked it out, the Claudia Gray Star Wars High Republic novel, it is definitely worth a listening to or reading, however you consume your books. Um, yeah, speaking of books, I'm I'm listening to the audiobook series for Sandman. It was something that I've been meaning to read for the last 20 years. <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, we talked about it a long time ago, the, the full audio production uh, with, you know, Neil Gaiman as the narrator. And you've got James McAvoy and a ton of other different celebrities doing voices. So, so far, it's very good. Um, it's one of those things where I don't know if it'd be better to read it again, maybe could to see the, the visuals, but at the same time, I'm in a world right now, and it's pretty awesome <laughs> with yeah. that audiobook. So, some of the tide me over till the next High Republic <laughs> novel comes out uh, in a couple months. Uh, all right, so let's get right into it. We finally have some Marvel news after basically being pretty dry for a while. Uh, the first thing's big news: Black Widow is going to be making its premiere in movie theaters and on Disney Plus. On July 9th, uh, Chris, long time coming for this announcement, right? I mean, it's it's just been back and forth, back and forth. So at least they, they got smart. This movie does not really mean anything for the current MCU timeline. It's just a throw-in. It's a prequel movie. So let's get it over with because you got a lot more stuff on your slate. And the more you push stuff back, you know, that's... And you got these TV shows running that are supposed to tie into things. Let's get on it because seven uh, nine. I should have vac- be vaccinated, so I won't be missing any Marvel movies in theaters. There you go. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, we also got a release date for Shang Chi, um, and that's going to be out on September third. Um, so they pushed that one back, but I don't care because, again, like you said, I'll, I'll be ready to see it, ready to go. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm ready for a martial arts movie in the mcu damn right damn right uh we have loki is coming to disney plus pretty much right after winter soldier that's going to be uh june 11th which is good i like how they're doing these back to back to back though that leaves a gap right because we don't have another series until hawkeye and i don't think that comes out until next year i don't i don't know uh we have what if this year we I thought yeah. thought Hawkeye was on schedule for this year, but I don't know, maybe not. The Loki one that's great. I know that Winter Soldier Falcon is six episodes, so will that really take us till June? I don't think so. You know, so there's gonna be a no, little bit of a gap there. May. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. You're right. So that's that's great. Uh, I was I, I'm really excited for Loki. I think that's gonna be a really wacky show, and I'm ready for some more Tom Hiddleston. That's right. Me too. Um, speaking of Hawkeye, though, we supposedly are going to have an Echo spinoff uh, series. So this character, we kind of talked about it before. 
she'll be played by Alakwa Cox, and she's a Native American who was born deaf, um, but she also has some photographic reflexes uh, similar to Taskmaster. So that's cool. Um, I'm fine. More Marvel shows. <laughs> Even more important here is that Echo is a Daredevil character, more or less. And oh. the implications of could Echo bring those characters back into the fold? I've been reading some articles about that, speculating. And I think that would be an interesting way to get our street-level heroes back into the MCU. Hey, we're already supposed to get Daredevil, which is great. We got Jessica... Um, you know, what am I trying to say? Walters, right? <laughs> She-Hulk? I can yeah. her street-level. She is, but I'm just talking Netflix. Because we know these other street-level ones are coming. Uh, so it's it's it'll be interesting to see if we ever see more of those Netflix heroes that we like right. a lot. Right, exactly. And then finally, over in video game news, uh, Black Panther is supposed to be making his debut in Marvel's Avengers. Um, they're going to be adding in more. Uh, there's a rumor that we might even be getting this This game is free to play at some point. You've played it. Um, what do you think of this? And, and they're kind of slate of throughout the rest of this summer and, and late ne- this year, you know, what's coming from the MCU and making its way to the game. Yeah, this is this is something where Square Enix can improve on this game. And I've heard they already have. They just dropped Hawkeye. Along with Hawkeye came the upgrade to PS5. So I just downloaded that. And I actually have to go through that whole process of updating my PS4 one to transfer over my save file and all that jazz. So I've been trying to get into it so I can play uh, Kate Bishop and the Hawkeye one. And from what I've heard, these upcoming ones are going to improve more and more. So who knows? I want you guys to get this game. I don't care. I hope it goes free so we can play it. I want to try the multiplayer function. So that's it. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Um, all right. So let's jump over the the pond over to DC. Uh, so the, the big piece of news is that we're supposed to be getting a Suicide Squad trailer today. We're recording this on the 26th. Uh, James Gunn, as of a few minutes ago, um, said that the trailer is like this close. <laughs> so honestly, it's probably going to drop in the middle of us uh, having this conversation. Um, but it, it's such is the way when you do a new show. Um, are you excited for the trailer? Damn right. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. I just I want this movie and I want it now. Yeah. I'm I'm very, very uh, pumped. You know, we did get a lot of character posters. They all look really sweet. We've got a movie poster, which is like full of color, full of vibrancy. Um, just really couldn't be more excited about this movie. No, absolutely. I mean, everybody's got, you know, we're riding the Snyder, Snyder cut wave right now. But it's it's time to get back to the DC proper movies. And let's let's correct the sins of WB's past with. Once again, with uh, not really a reboot, but uh, a retelling in a way of uh, using the same characters, but not wanting to call it a reboot. Very excited. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, So in Black Adam news, uh, Pierce Brosnan has been cast as Dr. Fate. That pretty much rounds out 
the rest of the casting for that movie as it starts filming next month. Um, so that's pretty exciting, given that The Rock has been promoting this film for like a decade, <laughs> it feels like. Yeah, exactly. And this project would be dead if it wasn't for Dwayne Johnson. So this this casting is very exciting, in my opinion. I like Pierce Bronson and bringing that caliber actor to this role to play Kent Nelson slash Dr. Fate is a really good step, I think. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to the role. Yeah, and it adds more implications as to maybe getting some more of that magic, more of that Justice League dark, hopefully, in the future. All that kind of fun stuff, uh, which we'll touch upon in a minute. Uh, first off, though, Helen Mirren is going to be in Shazam 2. Um, again, high-caliber actress, just amazing. And she is going to be the villain Hespera. I am not a Shazam reader, so I don't know her it, personally. Do you? I do not. But okay. I, we don't have to skip over to Zatanna to talk about magic. Shazam is magic. And the more they grow this world and start doing their own thing and developing all that stuff, I'm really excited for Fury of the Gods and seeing how it ties into Black Adam and more. Yeah. Well, I guess I meant more like Justice League talk, uh, Justice League dark talk with her. So, um, yeah, Emerald Fennell is supposedly working on a Zantana movie. Um, again, you know, it's another one of those <laughs> announcements where I'll believe it when I see it. Uh, but, you know, she's an Oscar nominated director who did Promising Young uh, Woman that came out in 2020 so she's riding that high and almost everybody wants to make a superhero movie in in some way shape or form if you can even call them that anymore uh right now i just call them movies that might have <laughs> enhanced characters but you know I, I i'm excited for that character um because i like her but at the same time i'd rather see an ensemble piece to introduce all of those characters and preferably on a television show and that's really my thing why are you making a two-hour movie in theaters about a very, I'm not going to say obscure character, but for most people, she is an obscure character, right. unknown. Yeah. So you're building this Justice League dark world on HBO Max, and your first real tie-in movie is going to be Zatanna. That's fine. And I would like to see her be more of the team leader in this aspect. But when are you going to start making movies, and we say this, for HBO Max alone? Does everything have to go to a theater? No, it doesn't. Does everything character deserve a big screen movie? No. And you can't squeeze these stories into two hours. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah, I feel like if you spent $70 million to give us the Snyder Cut, spend the 70 or way less, you know what I mean? <laughs> give us, you know, I think that's probably the entire budget of a season at CW. You know what I mean? So it's like just... If you're going to do it, do a smaller movie. You can do a Constantine movie. I'm sure the first Constantine movie probably cost that much. You know, maybe less. Well, how much does it cost to make eight to ten episodes of Doom Patrol or Titans, right? So use Maybe a hundred million, maybe. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. So they give them a hundred million. What yep. if you gave Zatanna a hundred million, did four episodes of an, ex like, kind of like what, like Falcon Winter Soldier. It's just, it's an event series. But yeah. it's not 10 episodes. It's not two hours. It's it's right in the middle where you can really tell a good story. So uh, I just think that they should be 
reassessing all this kind of stuff and looking at where characters belong. Yep, exactly. Uh, We talked about this last episode, how the Flash movie was losing uh, Billy Crudup as his dad and and how the the dad is kind of the crux (laughs) of of the Flash and and that whole situation. Um, And now it looks like he's been recast with Ron Livingston in the role of Henry Allen. So I'm perfectly okay with that. I like Billy Crudup quite a bit. I, I, I actually really like um, Ron Livingston. I think he's a good actor. If you haven't seen Office Space in the last 20 years, that's just one of many examples where he shows up. Yeah, this is I'm going to I'll just make a I'm going to make a Snyderverse reference, because if they move that over to another Earth, I guess that's where Crudup's Henry Allen is. And now we get Ron Livingston in the <laughs> uh, the DC proper as as it's very possible. Quite possibly, yeah. Um, let's go over to the small screen. Uh, there's a lot of announcements there. Uh, Casey Walfall has been cast as Naomi. That's in Ava Devrubney's series that will be coming to the CW. Um, again, I haven't. Did you read this comic? I didn't even end up reading it. I did. It's so good. Is and it? this is this is one reason why I also think they canceled the Wonder Girl series for now. Uh, just they don't want to throw very not similar characters but kind of hold that one back you're getting the other comics out right now telling your story naomi's been around for a few years and i really am i really am excited to see this show come to fruition on the cw especially if they're going to treat it like star girl and have a smaller you know smaller smaller season more budget and then ava taking you know the reins on it is just uh is really exciting so can't wait yeah. And as we've said multiple times throughout the years, these shows do not need 24 episode seasons. It's just stupid. It's overkill and it cuts into the quality of the storytelling. So this is a great move, in my opinion. And um, I'm excited to see how this show uh, shapes up. We got a just out of the blue, the date drop for Titan season three um, that will be dropping on HBO Max right on July 15th. Um, that's it. I'm super excited to see the season three. OK, I'm tentatively excited to see season three of Titans. Season two started off great and then it just went way downhill, way too fast, which is a goddamn shame. Yeah, this is this will be interesting since it's going to be very Gotham based and they've announced all these Batman characters. So, uh, yeah, it's like, just give I, us our show. <laughs> right. I mean, at this point, what are you doing? So we'll see if they can handle this ensemble once again on this show. Hopefully they can do a little bit more with uh, giving characters their proper screen time. I did find it funny that we were questioning this last show and then all of a sudden they dropped this date that day. <laughs> so... Um, whatever. I'm a I'm a Teen Titans Titans fan, so I'm never going to complain about content. I just I'm hoping that's a little bit more cohesive this year. Yeah, yeah, me me too. <laughs> I mean, like that's it. I just really want something entertaining. That so far it just sucks with all these announcements. It just seems like the Titans again are taking a backseat, and it's more about the one-off characters instead of the full team doing things together. And that it's just. We want the team, guys. <laughs> right? I want this team dynamic. I want everybody to kind of just take their role. And it is it is a very... It's a much darker take. And all these characters seem to have kind of the same... Uh, I don't know. It's, it reminds me of the Snyderverse in a way, too, which is fine. But 
these characters are very much, very much so different from each other, and they deserve a true telling on TV. So let's let's I'm going to give it a chance as usual, and then we'll be talking about it, of course, in July. Right, right, exactly. We will. Uh, okay, Batwoman, uh, Kate Kane, who was played by Ruby Rose, has been recast. Um, so the character is back. Now it will just be Wallace Day taking over, which again leads into what the hell happened with Ruby Rose. <laughs> yeah, who cares about Ruby Rose? Um, that's 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 my opinion at this point. She says she's she she says she's happy with this. She says great for this new actress. I don't know. I've heard that the you know Batwoman will continue with the the season two actress. So I'm not super worried but this is they've been telling the story of the plane crash and what happened to kate and finally the reveal that kate was still alive so we'll see what this really means in the future for this show but i don't i hope that they don't bring her back as batwoman yeah i just don't i don't even, we're not watching it so honestly at the end of the day it doesn't even matter nope. um we have our black mask who we knew was coming, the character was coming, but we didn't know who was playing him, which is Peter Outerbridge will be uh, stepping into the role of that character. Um, even though I loved Ewan McGregor, we'll see what it's like on the small screen. <laughs> this will <end>. we? <laughs> no, I um, I kind of, what I'll do is I'll, I DVR all the CW shows and then I skim through them. So I'll probably watch this to see how Black Mask is portrayed. Uh, so that's that's about it for me on that show. Yeah. Uh, And then finally, over in DC World, Gotham Knights uh, has been delayed until next year. Um, They said to make improvements and make sure that it's good. I say fine. If you know, it's been very rare with the exception of maybe Cyberpunk 2077, where they've put, you know, taken back a game or pushed it back and it turned out worse. So, Sure. You want to take your time and give us a better game in your opinion, then I'm all for it. No rush. Yeah, it's like that fuzzy time between PS4, PS5 or whatever next gen consoles. So whatever, man. I mean, the other thing about it is that Suicide Squad game comes out next year, uh, which, you know, is within that usual rock steady world that we know of. This Mm -hmm. new Gotham Knights game is a new game completely. So I don't care. Because Horizon Zero Dawn comes out this fall, early winter, and that's what I'll be doing during that time anyhow. So, please, hold off. Make it better. Exactly. Can you take us to another galaxy, Chris? I can. I can. So, we have an upcoming show called Star Wars Visions, right? Or Visionaries. I forget what it is. I think it's Visions. Visions. Cool. I was right the first time. Yes. So we are getting an original novel that is spinning out of this show. And so Visions is going to be different takes of anime uh, from the Star Wars universe, which I'm very excited about. And this book is called Ronin, which gets me even more excited because more and more Japanese implications and samurai and Star Wars and all all that goes so well together. And I just really want to see what this is going to be about. And you know what? I'm loving the High Republic, but I do want some stuff outside of it as well. So let's let's see what this is all about. It's going to be by Emma Michael Candon. Yeah, um, like you said, I, I'm all about seeing how this world grows. You know, we're both anime fans, so 
it's going to be interesting to see what the animated series is like and then what this book uh, set in that world. So we don't really know, you know, we don't know what the characters are. We don't really even know the time period. <laughs> like this is literally zero idea what's going to happen. It better be every time period, honestly. I don't I don't want to just about different Ronins. I mean, Ronin, the Ronin is one story, right? So that's that's yeah. one original story that's not part of it's part of Visions, but it's not like an adaptation of anything that Visions is doing. No, so yeah. when they do Visions and they do these shorts, I don't want them to be contained to one one time period. I want them to be like a cohesive story. Give us give us one during the High Republic. Give us one during the prequels. Give us one during the Civil War. Give us one during New Republic and the prequels. All its are the sequels, all of it. There's so much so much timeline to do. And so many, so much, uh, so many other characters you could explore or make up or whatever, but set them in set them in different time periods because I think that'd be the most exciting thing to do. Yeah, I I agree. I think that'd be a hell of a fun time. Um, so before we get into some more news, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. DFAT Comics is the publishing branch of Don'tForgetATowel.com, the only place to travel geekly. Focusing on creator-owned and independent titles like Hollowed, Pursuit of Plastic, and Fairy, and many more. DFAT Comics will be a mix of genres appealing to every kind of reader. Join the new source of comic book entertainment with DFAT Comics. We are back from commercial with more Towelite Talk. And let's jump into some comic news. Big news this week. During COVID, we learned that Diamond doesn't have to be the only distributor in town. DC took the reins when Diamond failed the comic industry. And they've been self, self-distributing their own books since then. Now Marvel has taken the next step into breaking up the biggest comic um, monopoly of all time. And they have teamed up with Penguin Random House for an exclusive multi-year deal to deliver comics, trade collections, graphic novels to comic shop market. And that begins October 1st of this year. So this this is something we've been talking about a lot. Uh, and this this is huge. This is a huge, huge shakeup in the comic industry. Yeah, this is pretty wild. Um you know, it's been Marvel and DC for the beginning of time, it seems. And uh, both of them leaving Diamonds got to be got to be a kick in the nuts. And I I would imagine Todd Father will be moving <laughs> image away. You know what I mean? Like, it's just you got in a monopoly and you did a really shitty thing last year uh, by, you know, not caring about the comic companies. And definitely not caring about the mom and pop stores. And this is the repercussions of what you did. So um, I'm kind of all for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. We'll see how we'll see how this really just um, you know works out this year. And hopefully, hopefully some other people may take you know may take the same same path. So we will see. We will see. Uh, next up. In light of this week's Alien number one, which sold out at 300,000 copies and going back to print. Are you serious? I am not joking. Everybody loves this book. Uh, Phil Kennedy Johnson, uh, who's who did The Last God, who's 
on the Superman books now. He's he's making waves, man. And so very excited to hear that sold out. And I've been waiting to hear when we will be getting the other scary creature from that uh, from that universe. So we got news the other day that the Predator is back and he'll be debuting this June in a book by Ed Brisson uh, with art with Kevin uh, Kev Walker. So let me just read a little bit here. Uh, this new series set a few years in our future and in the same continuity as of the entire film series. Hunt, kill, repeat. In the near future, a young girl sees her family slaughtered by the deadliest and most feared hunter in the universe, a predator. Years later, though her ship is barely holding together and food is running short, Theta won't stop stalking the spaceways until the Yuta monster who killed her family is dead. Or she is. <laughs> I love... Uh... I love how definitive that is. Um, hey, Ed Brisson, I've liked his comics for a long time. He's one of those uh, writers that I'll follow. Um, Predator, obviously, what is one of my favorite things ever. So, yup, sign me up. I won't be stupid this time, and I'll pre-order. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I thought mean... I did. Yeah, jeez. Okay, whatever. <laughs> Fail. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, some comic shops might have it on shelf still, so that's something you might you could look into. Uh, yeah, but you know, at at print, it's sold out. So very exciting, very exciting. Uh, last up in comic news, Mind Management, which you know by Matt Kent has a board game coming out. Uh, mm -hmm. We've been waiting for more comics from this series, and so this crazy thing was announced called Mind Management: The Artifact. But it's not being released by you know regular comic means. It's being sold at auction as a non-fungible -fung fungible token, uh, and so only one person is going to have the privilege of owning this comic. And I've been seeing more and more of this stuff happening lately, and it's kind of interesting because it does mm. create some pretty interesting collectibles on the market. Uh, more power to that person who gets it because it ain't gonna be us, <laughs> right? And the funny thing is, like, it's left open. Like, what are you gonna do with this? Are you gonna share it with the world? Are you gonna sell? Like, are you gonna sell it? Are you gonna that's frame all... it? And... Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's the thing is, like, they do have the option to share it with everybody, and I'm sure it'll make its way, maybe, <laughs> maybe to the uh, the interwebs at some point because mm. I like my management and. I would like to read this one-off tale. Yeah, 100%. That's crazy. Cool. Yes, sir. And uh, so let's talk a little bit about Rollercrit. This little, uh, you met, you spoke to these people this week since you and I are working on some, sp a special project, I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Rollercrit is this new kind of board game retail site from the people uh, a lot of the people who worked at thinkgeek.com, um, they created this, I would say it's like a lifestyle branding site. Like they've got apparel, collectibles, housewares, game accessories, like pretty much the sky's the limit as to what you'll be able to find on there. They just launched uh, earlier this month. They actually have a Kickstarter, which we will talk about probably next episode coming out. But if you check out rollthecrit.com, uh, you can see just a small portion of what they have to to sell, like T-shirts. They have custom dye uh, you can get for your tabletop game and stickers and a bunch of other stuff. So it's a really exciting new 
company. We are not paid to say that. Uh, <laughs> just so you guys know. And uh, like I said, or sorry, what Chris said is maybe we'll be partnering up with them even in the future uh, for one of our projects that we have to announce later on this year. So exciting mm-hmm. things. Yes. Uh, I'll take this next thing too. Um, we'll go and talk about crowd sorcery. So I want to say it was last year, um, right during the pandemic that we got the alien, uh, tabletop role-playing game, um, which apparently is just absolutely amazing. I was very intimidated by it's like three or 400 page (laughs) guide. Oh. And I was like, I don't know. I, but I did watch some videos of people playing it. Anyway, so some of the makers behind that have now created the Terminator RPG. Um, this is based uh, more off of the very first movie and then the associated graphic novels from Dark Horse Comics. So uh, it's already met its Kickstarter goal, of course. It did it very fast. Um, it was looking for 13000 It's at 103000 uh, it's got 10 days to go at the re- time of this recording on the 26th. Uh, it, I actually read through this morning the, uh, the, you know, the Dungeon Master's Guide and the, the overview there because there's like a quick start guide that you can actually download for free and see if it's something that you're interested in getting. Um, it uses a D10 system as opposed to a D20, uh, a little bit kind of like the Fate system, if you guys are familiar with that gameplay mechanics. Um and, you know, for downloading or, you know, sorry, for pledging, uh, just let's see here for just the PDF alone, it's $17 American. Um, if you want to get the book, it's $56. But because they've smashed through all of these goals, there's so much extra stuff, like so many extra stories to play, like different missions that they'll give you, different characters and classes. So I'll be quite honest with you. I've been real hesitant to to back some of these projects because of COVID and who am I going to play with in person. Um, but I am a really big Terminator fan. The guide, you know, the book is not nearly as intimidating as the Alien one. And I've been trying to think about new systems to play in. Chris and I like to experiment in those different role-playing game systems. So I most likely I'll get it. And I think I'd get the book um, because again, they give you a ton of other stuff along with it. So it looks pretty epic. Yeah. You tell me how that goes, how awesome it is. We'll try it out because I got borderlands and Motu to get this year. So try in all those systems. Yeah, it's uh it looks pretty cool. So we'll leave the link up for that uh, if you guys want to take a look and back it yourself. But Chris, what's going on over in TV news? Man, so I thought Game of Thrones was dead, but apparently it's not. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> right. Uh, I mean, we're getting House of Tigerian or whatever that that one is coming up. But now they've they're HBO is developing three more Game of Thrones spinoffs once again. Uh, Nymera, Nymeria, Flea Bottom and the sea snake so all all kind of interesting things here and whatever man more game of thrones i'll take it yeah you know one of my friends we were talking about and he's like oh i just don't know if i care i had such a bad experience with the you know ending of the last one i go what does that have to do with any of this i mean i'm not trying to be a dick about it but like 
you don't want to see more dragons. You don't want to see more fantasy. You don't want to see more of these, you know, where do the white walkers come from? Where are the original, like these forest people, like, I don't get like, it's a separate thing. You know what I mean? Especially if it takes place, you know, that one is like thousands of years before what we are used to and et cetera. I, I don't care. I am there a <laughs> like, hundred step of the way. Bring, bring it up. Yeah. I mean, the biggest complaint is that they smashed that last season and made it too short and just rushed things. What I still saw was awesome. Yeah. So whatever. Let's more content, the better. Why complain about it? Yeah. If you're a huge Game of Thrones fan and you got burned by the last season, don't forget why you are a Game of Thrones fan. <laughs> like that that didn't disappear because of the last season. <laughs> no, there's like seven other seasons that were pretty damn good. Uh, so yeah. uh. speaking of high fantasy, uh The Witcher <laughs> is due out season two is due out this year, and we have some more seasons two castings. Uh so we have Bridgerton's Joa Andoa as Neneke. <laughs> Uh, who who appears in the novels as a priestess, and then uh, the head of the temple of uh, one of the temples in the cities that we get. So a lot of cool things here. Let me just read the, the few here. Uh, I don't know. Cassie Cl- Clare, Liz Carr, Chris Fulton, Simon Callow, Kevin Doyle, and Graham McTavish. So a lot of casting still hitting and working hard to get this this final season done. From what I hear, most of the episodes are shot. So yeah. there's no reason why we won't be getting a trailer soon and probably a release date for later this fall. Just give me Graham McTavish all day, every day. I absolutely love that guy. <laughs> he's, he's the voice of Dracula in Castlevania. Oh, he nice. Was the saint of killers and preacher. The dude is... Uh, in the Hobbit trilogy is dwelling. So he's just, I love that guy. And he's got that show. Have you seen that? What it's is like it? Men in Kilt. Oh, I've been meaning to watch that. Yeah, show. yeah. exactly. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's that guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Being Scottish, I've been wanting to really watch that show. So, uh, and loving that kind of, I love that culture. So, and I thought that looked really funny and entertaining. Yeah. So that reminds me to watch it. So thank you. You got it. <laughs> uh next up disney plus is finally greenlit the national treasure series uh so this is exciting i like those movies i hear that it's not going to be you know nicholas cage centered but instead will be in the shoes of 20 year old dreamer named jess morales um and so that's that's a new take on it and i'm pretty excited because i like these kind of adventure shows and the more we get of that kind of just outside the superhero realm, honestly, the better. Yeah, I'm I'm fine with that. I mean, I'd like to have Nicolas Cage come back and and see how that goes. And maybe. Yeah, right. Maybe. Well, um, speaking of just Disney Plus series, the Mighty Ducks uh, show premiered today, too. So check that out if you guys haven't. Ducks, ducks. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> One of my favorite series of all time. Very exciting. Yeah. Ilio. <laughs> so, 
what we do in the shadows is getting a spinoff, Wellington Paranormal, and that's going to be hitting CW and HBO Max. So honestly, what? I isn't it you, on FX? No, this is the CW and HBO Max have jointly acquired Wellington Paranoia, Paranormal, a uh, spinoff of Taika and Jermaine Clement's t- 2014 vampire mockumentary. Very interesting, right? So I wonder why it's not on FX. That's that's what I mean. Like, isn't the original on FX? It is. Curious. Maybe does Warner Brothers own FX, and I just don't know that. I don't know. Maybe. I thought FX was owned by 21st Century, which is <laughs> Disney. Ah, all right. Well, whatever. Go watch it. You know, I heard that show's great. <laughs> uh, and then uh, let's jump over to movie news, where we have Ace Ventura three. Which uh, did you ask for this movie? No, <laughs> I do like I love Jim Carrey. And I think Jim Carrey is coming back in a very strong way, especially after Sonic the Hedgehog uh, and more. more so, played. right. Played I, Ace Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to his 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 real self, uh, I'm whatever, man. I I like Ace Ventura one. Ace Ventura two is good. Uh, so let's see what happens with old man Ace, you know. Yeah, I I remember they were saying um, Evan Peters, who was recently Quicksilver, that he might be playing his son or something in fan casting world. But hey, I will watch it. That's all I'll say. Like, that's fine. I used to love Ace Ventura so much. So sure, bring it on. 100%. 100%. Uh, Then we are looking at a new movie from Scott Derrickson and James Ranson, uh, who were both in Sinister. Uh, Derrickson directed Sinister. Uh, but it's called The Black Phone. Uh, so this is from Blumhouse and Universal. And what do you uh, what do you think about this one? Yeah, it's interesting because, like, uh, Ethan Hawke is supposed to be in it, too. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, fine. You, you know, it's a, it's a Joe Hill story. Uh, and you know, I love Joe Hill as well. You know, he's not his father, but he's great. Um, sure. I guess this is what happens when you get kicked off of Dr. Strange too. So, (laughs) oh man, see what's going on. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, but also fortunately. Yeah. Fortunately, because I love horror (laughs) and I thought the Sinister movies are great. So sure. Right. And I do love Sam. So. I'm not going to complain that he's doing Doctor Strange too. Right. Oh, never. <laughs> never. <laughs> we all win. We all win. Um, and so does Keanu Reeves, apparently, because uh, this was inevitable that his story Berserker, which he wrote with Matt Kent, uh, with art by Ron Gurney and colors by Bill Crabtree. We're going to get all that in because you got to talk about the creative teams. We are getting an anime series and also a movie right based on berserker which is coming to netflix this is crazy this is awesome and since keanu is basically the character in it he is going to star in the series as well i mean this was basically the storyboard for the movie i'm sure you know it was the reason why i backed it i mean i'm a matt kent fan so you know that was enough and and a keanu reeves fan so but I had a feeling like this is it with these guys. So um, this is just inevitability. And yeah, I'm all about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. 
Uh, then I, I learned about this on my own because you couldn't share with me the minute you found out about this. But Ghost of Tsushima is getting a movie adaptation from John Wick's John Wick director Chad Stileski. And uh, yeah, this is a game you should be playing. And I can't <laughs> see a crazy samurai movie, honestly, from but the John Wick director. Yes, please. Yeah, um, that's the thing, right? I mean, he's a good director. He, even though I'm not a big fan of Deadpool two, you know, the action in it's still great. Um, and this game is supposedly, you know, you played it. It's supposed to be really awesome. So, his his style with that world, uh, I. I'd be very interested to see because when I think of samurais, I don't think of like just nonstop violence like John Wick and everything. It's a little bit more subtle. So um, it'll be curious to see how that, you know, plays out. You should watch that new Netflix documentary. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I I really do want to. Yeah, that's they just they just kill people all the time. Uh, So that's I honestly, man. I'm really excited for this because I thought Sucker Punch did an amazing job adapting samurai culture and yeah. just delivering that whole world. So this is cool, too, because this is Sony, you know, and PlayStation Productions making this Which movie. is about so, time. Yeah. Right? So where's our Horizon Zero Dawn movie, guys? <laughs> That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Cheesy. <laughs> cheesy. Where's... <laughs> let's, let's do that instead of... Uh... No, I'm, I want to see Uncharted. I'm just going to mess around like that. Uh, anyways, this is a good point to jump into our second commercial break, and we'll be right back. Need more context on your favorite movie? Is Obama. Obama. As okay. Senator Obama. Ever wonder why they did or didn't do that thing or include that scene? This is prime. Like, this is is quality entertainment. Check out Gutsy Media Podcast as my friends and I take a deep dive into everything from blockbusters to indie films. The weakest apple cider bitch beers. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's Gutsy Media Podcast for everything movies. We are back after those commercials, and let's jump into some video game news. Uh, first up, we got uh, the release date of the first true DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and that's going to be Wrath of the Druids hitting on April 29th. This time around, you're headed to Ireland to fight all sorts of mystical monsters, I hope, because that's the one thing that was kind of lacking and disappointing me about the legend of Beowulf. So if you can make me fight a, a Cyclops in the middle of a volcano in Odyssey, then why am I not fighting monsters in this game? Come on, guys. Uh, so I'm pretty excited because this is going to be more of an open map thing with with more side missions and stuff. So it's true DLC. You don't fight like a dragon or anything for Valhalla, like for Beowulf. Beowulf was the biggest disappointment I've ever experienced in a video game. And the fact that they uh... sold it as DLC, I said, you shouldn't have done that. You should have said, these are your two DLC downloads. You're going to get these other ones for free. and as part of the game or whatever, because they gave us this one, this berserker one for free, which was great. It even gave you a new crew member for your ship and all this stuff. The Beowulf one, garbage, completely garbage. I killed the monster in a second. I don't care that I was overpowered. It was just was like they allowed the assassin feature on him. I killed him and it was over. I was like, come on, this is this is ridiculous. So, uh, oh. sadly, sadly, it was yeah, it was just very disappointing, very quick. And this is this is supposed to be 
a true a true download. So I kind of forgiven it because mm. they are giving a lot of free content with the seasonal uh, the seasonal event. Uh, I guess games that you do in in the in the town and you can do that and little side missions and then buy different things like new tattoos and armor and different things so that's fun the raid thing was fun so i'm a little forgiving but i'm really excited for this and then Frankia, which is coming later this year okay yeah uh all right good that they're great great game though great game (laughs) i've played it for way too long uh, next up, Shadow Man Remastered is getting a release date finally. Uh, that's going to be coming on April 15th. And so this is pretty exciting. This is, you know, Valiant Comics Shadow Man, a game from the 90s. And so I never played it. Did you play this game? I did. Um, briefly, before I even knew what a Shadow Man was <laughs> sort of situation. Uh, so, yeah, I am... Yeah, I, I can't say I'm like anticipating this, but sure, you know, I'll check it out if it's cheap enough. I don't want to spend more than like 10 bucks. <laughs> like, that was my feeling about uh, like Turok, too, right? Yeah, so exactly. You sell you, you're giving us the old games. Are they really remastered? Are they really worth 20, 30 bucks? I don't know. Not to me, I'm not buying them, right? Until they're 10, five to 10 bucks. <laughs> so Whatevs. Uh, next up today, we got our first look at the Gollum game, uh, some screenshots and whatnot. And, you know, I'm, this is this is neat. You know, after the what were they? The, those other Lord of the Rings games, uh, the Mortar ones or whatever. Uh, yeah. Which were much more action and badassery. This one is going to be based more around stealth and platforming. And, you know, Lord of the Rings stuff, I'll, I'll take it all day. So. I'm looking forward to some true gameplay trailers from this. I believe it was only screenshots that were shared today. I was looking through this article and that's all I could find. Yeah, this is one of those, like, I didn't know I needed it until I'm seeing it. <laughs> like, You know what I mean? Um, definitely wouldn't have ever thought of Gollum as being something. It's almost like Abe's Odyssey, right? Like, yeah. That's what it kind of seems like. You know, you got some puzzles and all that kind of stuff. So, um, sure. <laughs> I'll check it out. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, last up, Stadia is trying to <laughs> come back from death, basically. Uh, they have a little promotion here. If you pre-order Resident Evil Village with them, you'll get all the hardware with it. So, last-ditch effort. We know that... They've basically almost given up on this system. It's it's pretty much the writing on the wall, but we'll see if they can salvage anything. I just was never really behind this streaming game with true 4K or anything. I don't. I never really believed they could do it. It didn't really catch on, and <laughs> I bought a PS5 because it's a PS5. So uh, I will not be doing this because I'll be getting it on PS5. So Stadia who? Yeah, that's it, right? (laughs) It's just, uh, I just don't care. (laughs) No, but if you get it, you get that Chromecast Ultra, people. (laughs) Is that worth it to you? So cool. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? what? What time is it? It is time for the Pursuit of Plastic. (laughs) 
All right, toy enthusiasts and action figure hunters, this is the Pursuit of Plastic, and we have some pretty neat announcements here today. Uh, first up is some Black Series figures that were kind of out of left field. They are based on Legends comic book characters, and we are getting Darth Maul, uh, the Sith Apprentice. We are getting Jackson, the Green Ravage from the Marvel series, the old Marvel series. Kirk Hanos from the Crimson Empire series. And then finally, Luke Skywalker with a Yas Samiri, or however you say that. I never, I haven't been able to say it since the 90s, uh, from Heir to the Empire, which makes me really want a Mara Jade figure now in six inch form. So, you know what Disney said? We're not going to ever pay attention to Legend stuff, but now we are. So, very exciting. Uh, these figures are great and they are on pre order. Pretty sure Disney said we will follow the money. Um, <laughs> and if people are demanding it, if the Snyder cut can happen, people are getting what they want. So, yeah, this is some great new additions, um, you know, to the Star Wars world in six inch form. So, yeah, it's it's pretty cool that they are acknowledging these canon characters. Sorry, Legends characters. <laughs> uh, some of them have brought to canon, but yeah. And more to come, I'm sure. This is this is all part of the Lucasfilm 50th anniversary initiative that they're doing this year, and so we'll be seeing a lot of this cool stuff. Those those old vintage homage figures that the Obi Wan, Greedo, and Jawa, yeah, those actually are are shipping now. They were supposed to ship later this year, but they're they're coming. So very exciting, very exciting to get some very kind of out out of the out of the left field figures and. That's, that makes me want to collect them. Anyhow, uh, next up, the Defenders of the Universe, uh, Defenders of Earth, which were by NECA, like Flash Gordon, Ming, and the Phantom. Some really neat figures based on these old characters and that cartoon from back in the day are finally getting a wide release. So they are going to be available everywhere. So you can find them you on most fan channels now. I'm only really excited because I, I just not a Flash Gordon person, but I'm excited about that Phantom figure. So it, you can't get them separate or it's hard to get them separate. You can get them separate uh, on our affiliate site. EE. You can only okay. get the three, which is fine with me because I wanted all three. I am a Flash Gordon fan. So, yeah, for now. But you can also they are at Walmart. They've been at Walmart. So people, if you're out toy hunting, you might be able to find them in single packs. OK, cool. Next up, a show that everybody should be watching if you haven't, uh, Gargoyles from the 90s, the Disney show. Uh, amazing stuff. Dark, fun cartoon in light of, I would say, like Batman the Animated Series and more. NECA is making a Gargoyles Ultimate Goliath 7-inch figure, and I'm sure the rest of the team is to follow if this does well. Yeah, this is a big uh, shock for me. I was like, oh, okay, Gargoyles. Great. Um, it seemed like a long time coming that we're finally getting some toys like this. I wonder, I know it's just one different franchise, but I wonder if we'll get like an ultimate, like Darkwing Duck, you know what I mean? Or something cool like that, um, in like a six inch form. Well, that's the thing too, like with what are the Super 7 doing those Disney ultimates yes. as well, right? right. So that, I want to see kind of how but far I think they will go with like that. you'll get like Peter Pan and those seem like right. the classic stuff. right. But I wonder why, like, two different companies are going to vie for these these characters in a way, yeah, too. So, right. 
Well, we'll see. Super 7 hasn't announced any more of those, so who knows if that's still live or not. Uh, last up, the Snyder Cut has been making its rounds, and, and you know we did a show about it the other day, and I'm pretty excited for these new figures. I'm not going to get them because it's, it is a little bit too much, honestly, and No Nightmare <laughs> Batman uh, kind of sealed the deal. So uh, finally, the Mezco Flash figure from the movie is finally going to be getting the light of day. And this is something that everybody's like, oh, well, Justice League did terrible. And they only released Aquaman, Nightmare, and uh, no, the Nightmare and the Man of Steel ones were from from Batman versus Superman. So the only one that got released was Aquaman, I believe. So this is this is cool for you guys out there that want to keep com- completing your Mexico Justice League set. You're going to get black suit Superman, uh, just regular suit Batman and the Flash finally. So this three pack is $260 and available across the board. Yeah, um, without re-releasing Nightmare Batman, I just, I can't get behind it. <laughs> like, sorry guys, I just, it's too, I don't care enough about the other characters to really, to really do that. But for those who are in it, good for you. Yeah, and Mesco, when you do your new Superman one, let's, let's see a black suit variant. Cause that's I would I would buy that single man that single Henry Cavill if they had it out, but I'm not buying that three pack. But exactly. I do want a Death of Superman, Rebirth of Superman, Black Suit. So, and I don't want just that Moffex one I ordered. So yeah, let's get some real clothing. Let's get some good ones. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, you know we're coming up on 200 episodes. Uh, we will do something. Uh, fun for that because it's going to be in the next month or so Uh, so we'll have to figure how that's going to be we've got our ninth anniversary coming up Uh, we've got a podcast network at dfatentertainment.com all one word uh, where you can check out some of the other podcast um, variety of them that are coming to the channel there so uh, thank you for all your support throughout the years as you you watch us grow and um, have been there since the start so uh, this is Casey's saying go read some comics. And this is Chris saying don't forget a towel.